Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. We've got a great interview with the head coach of Oglethorpe University lined up for you tonight. We really hope you enjoy it. All right, joining me today is two-time national champion, Golf Coaches Association Hall of Famer from Oglethorpe University, head coach Jim Owen. Coach, good to see you. Great to be back at golf, Mike, and great to see you. It's been over a year. Yes, yes, too long. First, before we get started, congratulations on a really nice performance at Forest Creek. We really did a good job uh, finishing. It, it wasn't a Methodist birdieing six of uh, holes on the last two, but we finished strong and brought it in under par and you know had a lower, lower score than I think everybody in the field except for maybe Guilford. Yeah, that was great. And then also a couple of nice performances out of both the men and the ladies down in Savannah, which I know you guys are really happy to be there. Yes, we were. That's where it all ended last year. And uh, amazingly, a year later, who would have thought it would have picked up right there where we left off almost, I mean, obviously 365 days to the, to the, to the moment. So we were pleased with uh, Trip Murphy uh, was player of the week uh, that, that week for us. And uh, Sarah, she uh, did a great job and, you know, was our low, um, performer for the women's side. So um, good, uh, good week individually and team wise for the folks in Savannah. So now you've been at this golf thing since 1993. Is that, is that right? That, that's it. 1993. Uh, we uh, had just joined the SCAC Southern Collegiate Athletic Conference. And uh, we were on a path to start golf. We, we uh, didn't know exactly when it was going to start, but, uh, you know, Jack Berkshire, the legendary athletic director at Oglethorpe and your basketball coach um, said, uh, you know, we got to get this thing started. Let's do it now. And so all of a sudden in 93, we've got two individuals going to Jackson, Mississippi, both named Kevin and, uh, and the Kevin, Kevin's daughter, Kevin Henderson's daughter is one of our star freshman basketball players now. How about that for full circle? There you he's, go. The, he's the uh, patient zero for uh, Oglethorpe golf. And, uh, and she's now a freshman uh, shooter at, uh, at Oglethorpe for our fabulous women's team. Wow. So the two freshmen, uh, two, the two cabins started it in 93. And uh, um, five years later, we won the first conference championship on your watch in 98. And then uh, first um, major tour win was uh, you were coaching in probably 03. Um, yeah. uh, when we won a huge event at Pine Needles, I think it was. And then yeah, I think it was 02, it was I think. 02, 02. Yep. And then uh, the national championship in nine and 12. And it's been a fun, fun time. And, and there was some scrawny kid from up north in 1994, I think, you had a f- first phone call with. So just to, just to you know, make sure every, there's a transparency here that I am a proud alum of Oglethorpe University. And this guy recruited me out of the north, uh, mostly to play golf. But uh, then he found out I could play basketball. And when the basketball team got me, I stole a little bit of that golf out of me. But uh, so if it sounds like we know each other pretty well. It's because we've been hanging out for about 27 years together. So, Coach, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and, uh, and, and talking to us. Really excited. So one of the questions I like to ask to all the coaches is, what's it like to come play golf at Oglethorpe University? Well, it's a special experience for many, many, many uh, alums that came along like yourself um, we have an extraordinary academic setting. We are one of the few small colleges um, in a large city. We're in a big metropolitan city just in the outskirts. So it's a very unique experience to have a large city setting 
in a in a small campus to go with it. So we've had a, a wonderful time mixing those together. And I think that's one of the reasons Oglethorpe has, has had such a strong success over the last um, you know, t- 20 years is, is we really brought our identity with Atlanta to Oglethorpe. And that's been a very special part. Um, one of the things that I am always talking to recruits about and, and, uh, and taking them on tours of is we uh, are very blessed to have about 20 of the finest golf courses in the metro area that um, enjoy our company and, and invite us to come out. And uh, every week it's just a one, two, three uh, punch of phenomenal golf one after another after another. So those, the city of Atlanta, the phenomenal academic setting, uh, we've had a great tradition of outstanding team golf and put that all together with a, a absolute, you know, just check stellar checklist of golf courses. And we really got a great setting here and, uh, and have had good recruiting class after good recruiting class as long as I can remember. Well, yeah, and as a, as a, as a you know, as an alum, I can attest that, they play a lot better courses nowadays than, than back when I was there a long time ago and the hooligan days, as we like to joke about. But there is a really nice golf course right by the campus, but I don't think that's really that open to play, is that? Uh, it's not that open to play. That's right. you, can't, you can't even say its name. That's right. Right. There's no sign. Uh, so there, it's a it's one of those things. But uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the, the, the infamous Peachtree Country Club is actually next door to Oglethorpe University in Atlanta. And for those of you that don't know, Peachtree is the sister club to Augusta National. It's Bobby Jones, and and, and it it looks and feels and acts just like uh, Augusta National. So it's it's a very very private club. It's it's up there with uh, Pine Valleys and of the world uh, <laughs> that you get there. And so as a college golfer, it was one of those things where you're driving by one of the best golf courses of you could ever possibly go to every day. <laughs> while you're at school and you're like, I want to play there. <laughs> but, it, you know, I have to say, coach, you, you've done pretty well around the city of Atlanta in, uh, in bringing up that stuff. So uh, one of the things we wanted to get you on to talk about is you got a big tournament this weekend down at Jekyll Island. Tell us a little bit more about that. How long have you been doing the Jekyll tournament now? Uh, this is the second try at year 21. <laughs> Last year was supposed to be 21 and we didn't make it. So this year, we're trying for number 21 again. Um, we're very proud. We started with three teams back in your day with three teams. And it has just grown and grown. And uh, last year we had 54 teams. This year, obviously, we were counting on 54. Um, on the men's side, there's 30 teams. We lost about 12 of them due to not able to travel, not playing, can't stay overnight, a lot of different uh, school decisions. And we added in about, uh, let me think, probably seven, uh, we added in about seven teams um, from, that were on the waiting list trying to get in that are excited about their first uh, venture to Jekyll. And then we have some B teams coming to round out the, the, the tournament field. So some teams are bringing five varsity players and five JV players. Um, so there's, there's going to be a total of 28 teams now on the men's side instead of the normal 30. So there's not going to be much different feel other than we're going to be playing in fivesomes. Uh, we've done that in Savannah. We just finished at Pinehurst doing fivesomes. And it looks like four different, four straight days of practice rounds. You know, yeah. you, you know, one team tees off at eight o'clock and five more follow them at 815 and five more follow them at 828 and five more follow them at 842. We talked about this impact on our previous pod. 
it really changes the dynamics because, you know, normally, you know, you have to know where people were on the golf course, but there were three different teams in that spot. This is totally different. You could have three to five shot swings in a matter of a hole because, oh, so-and-so just played the par five. It's similar to what Methodist closed at. They, they hole out one for Eagle on 17, and then they get two birdies and an Eagle and two pars on 18, and all of a sudden, oh, up they won. They just made up seven shots <laughs> yeah. like that. So just like that. It, the five swims is very uh, – I, and I, from what I've heard and I, conversations you and I have had off- offline is I think a lot of the coaches like it. Yeah, we really do. We've, uh, we uh, like seeing all our players together. And I'll tell you who really likes it are the parents and spectators. You know, it's, you're watching the whole team in action and you see every shot. Normally you're racing along trying to keep up with your own son or daughter one at, you know, one at a time, one hole at a time, and you never see anything else. This format lets you see everything, all the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, uh, you, know, the, you know, the theater is a good word really to describe it. The theater on every hole is, uh, uh, creates a new dynamic. And we, um, when you, you know, you, you get the sense the kids can't wait to get to the next birdie hole. And with trepidation, they take the tee on, you know, the tight hole or the difficult, you know, hole that's been looming in their mind for a few holes where we've got to get through this in X amount of pars. When you get to the par fives, you know, you really are licking your chops trying to, you know, let's get out of here with three birdies. And uh, so it's really a, a phenomenal uh, theater. It obviously takes a little longer uh, to play. Uh, we kind of got it down to a science now where you try to turn in between two hours and 45 and two hours and 50 minutes, which produces about a 530 to 550 um, total round. So it's a little, you know, it's a long format, but it's a pandemic buster now for us. We did it in Savannah a year ago as a fun thing, just a, a tournament, uh, you know, perk of tournament novelty. And who knew it would be a pandemic? And I've had a half dozen to a dozen phone calls over the last six months asking how we did it in Savannah, uh, what, how we're going to do it, you know, in Jekyll and what are the little nuances of, you know, we, uh, when, when the first two kids put out, they pick up and move on and start walking to the next hole. Now they're watching over their shoulder and they're cheering from afar, but they're on the next tee getting the yardages, taking practice swings. And usually before the next three get to the tee, one or two of them have already hit. So it oh, moves great. it along quickly. Um, so we've kind of learned, you know, as we've gone, how that's worked. And back to Jekyll on the women's side, there are there were 24 teams that were planning on being there, of course, and were set to be there last year. We lost 12 of them, and we added back in a couple and then two or three B teams. So there's going to be 15 A teams and uh, three B teams on the women's side. So usually we have 300 and something players. This year it'll be, you know, 225, something like that. So pretty, uh, you know, pretty good save after, you know, what we've come through and come out of the last year. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's great. And, and, you know, I know usually um, Jekyll is, it, it, you know, looks like the last two events that we've had, which is there's usually 10 to 15 of the top 25 people there. What, what kind of uh, field are we looking at? Uh, there's going to be probably eight of the top 10. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to when the Wednesday morning rankings come out. Um, I was going to do a little release uh, uh, for our uh, uh, sports information and our website uh, with some specifics. But uh, just looking at Forest Creek last week, there was, what, seven or eight of the top ten 
uh, there of the current rankings. Now, a lot of people aren't playing, and uh, so the rankings are a bit skewed uh, to just the people that are playing as they would have to yeah. be. But, there was uh, 10 of the, yeah, there was 10 of the top 20 there at Forest okay. Creek. And I, I would say right now, um, you know, when, when the new rankings come out on Wednesday, now that Emory's played and Carnegie Mellon's played and, and uh, there were some teams that hadn't played yet but probably played uh, lately, uh, that we're probably going to have, uh, I think there's, let me think about this, 23 different teams plus five B teams for the men. And I've got to think 15 of those are in the top 25 yeah. um, off the top of my head. And, the, and that's on the what women's we, side about yeah, the that's, yeah, and that's what we usually have down at Jekyll. So that that's great. And, and uh, we talked earlier this week on the podcast how we tend to ignore the golf stat rankings for the first week or two until everybody starts to play. And normally we're having this conversation in like September, yeah. <laughs> not, never had it in mid not March. Yeah. Because um, I know like the, the northern teams are just now getting going and, and you know, the, they're playing in colder temperatures and all that kind of stuff. But But that's good. And I know you've served on national committees and all that stuff. So you're usually one of the guys that myself and several other coaches around the country will call, pick up the phone and call and go, Jim, how does this work? Um, So we appreciate that. What else can we expect from, you know, the tournament at Jekyll? Okay. Um, There'll be, uh, we're, we're going to do a little different with the driving range. Um, I've already sent, uh, when you see the pairings, uh, the the driving range will have an assigned warm-up spot for each team and there'll be less teams on the range at the same time, but more players used to be you'd feed your five through a hour long warm up as the first guy teed off to the last guy teed off. Well, now they're all warming up at the same time. So there'll be a one slot for say Methodist to use their uh, name since they've won the last two, there'll be five Methodist kids in a slot, two of them hitting balls, two of them putting, one of them chipping at the short game area and socially distanced space of to, to, to their uh, right or left will be, you know, a group of Oglethorpe kids, a couple of guys hitting and, and a couple of guys on the putting green uh, and, and a couple of guys in the short game area. So each team will have their own range slot and it'll be about an hour long there. They'll be at the range, the putting green, et cetera. Um, and a lot of teams won't even be uh, at the site yet. I mean, the tea, tea time range is going to be eight o'clock to 11 o'clock. So it's a three-hour range off one and a three-hour range off of off ten, and so each there'll be less teams on the range, spread out more, and more of them hitting at the same time. And when they leave, all five of them leave, and another team probably let's just say if you got the eight o'clock tea time, you warm up from seven to eight, you head to the tea at eight, and at eight o'clock when you leave, the team with the nine o'clock tea time. They come in right behind you or maybe 915 and then they've got the slot for an hour, hour and 15 and then they'll leave. And here comes the next group that tees off at 10 and then there'll be the next group at 11. So fewer, fewer groups on the on the range spread out much more between the teams and with a literally assigned tee time for five kids. It's very unique um, how that works. So that'll be the first thing that kids notice when they get there. Um, and then, you know, all the groups walk into the tee, you know, at the same time, they, they'll play their entire day together and really rare, will have no contact with any other team, which is the way we've designed it. They'll finish it after 18 and then they'll get right in the van and they'll head home. And, you know, the 10 o'clock group, 11 o'clock group will be making the turn at that time. So very unique format. It's been working extremely well and keeping us all distance from each other. Yeah. And that right there is what Matt Noe was talking about as one of the most innovative coaches in Division Three sports, folks. 
right? That, that's the level of detail you get uh, from Jim Owen. Uh, Coach, by the way, uh, Matt No, we, we talked to him last week, the guys from Playaway Push Guards. You've, been, you've had them at your tournament for how long now? Well, we were uh, one of the first places they went. When he came up with this idea, somebody uh, was thought uh, to connect the two of us, and uh, he was going to be on a Florida swing doing, I think, Rollins, and uh, he said, we want to you know, bring our uh, product to Jekyll Island. And, you know, I recognized right away, this is a great idea. I wish it had been around when my uh, daughter, we loaded up a lot of push carts on airplanes and luggage. And uh, so I embraced it quickly and uh, could not wait to get them down there. And uh, hopefully we got them a great springboard and they had a great year. Uh, so last year, well, let's see, last year would have been the second year. This is our third year working together. And uh, we're great. very excited to, to have them. It's a great, uh, a, a great service of not having to load. We're not loading up push carts and taking up van space with our uh, women's team. So we're excited yeah. about that. And it's getting into the men too. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 it's coming through the junior ranks as I, as I'm, you know, more fully engaged in more junior golf. It, it's, it's almost a constant. So uh, I, I imagine that's just continuing into the, the college program. Another question I had is we're going to have live scoring about the men and women, correct? There will be on golfstat.com. We're doing the live scoring. Uh, it's really cool how it populates, you know, like the coaches plug in all five scores from the hole they just finished. And so, you know, it used to populate, you see one score here, one score there. Now it's, you know, five pop up right in a row. So it's very in, uh, incredibly fun for the parents and, and everybody watching at home to go, oh my gosh, there they are. You know, so you see yeah. one hole at a time. It's a little bit more easier to follow, easier to keep up with. Okay, they got back-to-back -back par fives on nine and ten coming. Let's see if Oglethorpe can make a move, or like Methodist did, you know, uh, on seventeen and eighteen. Seventeen's not a not an easy hole, but when you hold it out, that's a pretty that's a pretty good yeah. uh, uh, pretty good finish. Yeah, so, that's right. So the last so story will be on Golf Stat starting uh, Friday morning at eight. Right, Friday morning, and then uh, it goes from Friday till Sunday. Friday till Sunday, yeah. Um, we've already, uh, here's an interesting, another new little note. We've uh, preset the tee times for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, we have teams that are traveling in giant buses by school rule. So I, their, their men's team and women's team are in the same bus. So I needed to make sure that they, you know, we don't want the bus coming back and forth. So I needed to set the tee time where they could um, have basically the same, give or take, tee time. And so I started on Sunday laying it out of who had to travel the first, who had furthest, who had to um, catch a flight. And so I, I set the framework by based on, you know, who's coming. Rhodes College is bringing a big bus with 10 A player, 10 men players and 10 women, 5A, 5B, 5A, 5B. So they'll get off with 20. So I needed to coordinate those tee times so they would work. And then I just fed the others around and, and on Sunday, uh, the local schools, when I call local, meaning Georgia, Emory, Piedmont, LaGrange, Barry, Oglethorpe, they'll all play last because they got the shortest drive. And then I filled in the North Carolina schools uh, and the Birmingham and, and the Montgomery schools. And then we work our way into North Carolina and Virginia um, to, uh, you know, get, get everybody the best chance to, you know, get home uh, earlier and safe uh, because the tea times do take a little longer. So that, that was a whole new ball game for me. Um, you know, building those tee times, you know, and starting over, I, I used two or three erasers going, oh my gosh, you know, I hadn't thought of that and hadn't thought of that. So I worked from Sunday backwards to Friday and everybody sort of got an early time-ish 
eight to nine, then everybody's got a middle time, maybe nine to 10. And then if you got a, maybe a late time one day, 10 to 11, you know, I tried to do it that way with making it work. So uh, a lot of fun for, you know, after having it down to a 21 year science and then I had to reinvent the whole thing. <laughs> uh, you know, that's just division three for you, right? It keeps you on your toes. That's, that's it how is. we do it. Well, it coach, is. thank you very much. Uh, good luck to you and the team uh, for the rest of the year and uh, good luck down in Jekyll. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking with you again on give you an update on how it went and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Perfect. I want to thank coach Owen for coming on the podcast. Uh, looking forward, we're going to have the results for Jekyll and we're actually efforting uh, Beth Ann Nichols from golf week to talk about her most recent article about the women's game until then hit them straight. Cheers.